0: Welcome back to Trading 360, friends. Glad you're with us. It's time for the 360 round. I want to dissect General Mills' earnings with our panel. Greg Portell is with us, partner and consumer practice lead at Kearney, and Kevin Green, contributor for the TD Ameritrade Network. Thank you both for being here. So the company really uh, saw some great signs. I mean, they continue to see demand. They sold off some assets. They were able to raise prices and gave us a good outlook. Um, Greg, what stands out to you? Are, are they doing something differently? Why is it that we're hearing such good things here from General Mills?
1: And then come into this uh, inflationary time period, the three big questions that management teams have been struggling with is where to peg the inflation expectations, how to fix supply chains, and how much pricing can they push through to consumers? And the general mills team seems to have or at least feel confident that they have answers to all three of those questions which leads to these better results
0: they really can trim the packages huh greg they really can put less in the bag
1: well they can do a lot of different things i mean one thing that a company like general mills has is it has a lot of different packaging formats You have big boxes, you have small boxes. That gives consumers a lot of different ways to consume their product, and it gives them a lot of options in how they present the product to consumers. So they're not stuck with trying to sell big bottles of something or big containers of something. They can do the little micro buys, which keeps their revenue up and gives consumers what they want to spend without really succumbing to the inflationary pressure.
0: Right. And, you know, Kevin, you were talking about some of the trends, for example, people eating at home, right? Kevin, what are you watching?
2: Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting report, and you kind of already alluded to it. You really kind of call that shrink uh, shrinkflation, right? So they're able to package things in smaller uh, uh, packages and then sell them for maybe the same price that they would have for uh, larger um, goods. So, yes, we are seeing some growth here, especially in the uh, North American uh, retail segment and in the pet segment. Their international segment did see a significant Uh, move to the downside here, but it was offset by the uh, North American growth. So, yes, at the end of the day, they are very confident that the consumer themselves will be eating at home more instead of going out to eat, and that will drive uh, sales. And they've already raised prices to be able to offset some of the costs. If you look at their uh, income statement, the uh, cost of goods sold, if you look at a year-over-year basis, went up about 11 percent, but their prices went up a lot higher than that. So they're able to offset that. And usually in this particular economics, Nicole, um, you won't see those prices actually starting to come down until we see demand destruction and we are not seeing demand destruction at this point in time. In fact, they are actually starting to see uh, some bright spots as far as uh, continued growth here. So outside of the international area, uh, the pet segment also continue to grow uh, pretty healthy uh, as well. And the operating margins have uh, actually increased. So they're they're in a really good position in a market where a lot of traders and investors are trying to find uh, companies that have strong balance sheets and can also weather the storm in the economic downturn.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. And at the same time, Economic downturn, inflationary pressures are, are tough for folks. They have managed this far, but um, you noted, Greg, in your notes that at some point, uh, it's really got to give and that inflationary impact. And it's hard for consumers to absorb all of this. What staples do you like overall? Do you like General Mills? Would you say it's a buy? Are there other names similar or different that you would say are buy ratings, Greg?
1: You want to start looking at companies that are at the at the end of the the food chain, so to speak, in the sense that if you look at General Mills products, there's not a whole lot of categories for consumers to trade out of. They noticed they noted the strength in the cereal category, for example. That tends to be a type of category where consumers start to um start to just exit to and get, get into those categories because the, the higher price categories, the protein categories, those start to have some weakness. So when I'm looking at companies that will do well in this type of environment, it's those that have presence in categories that it's hard for the consumers to trade out of.
0: Right. And so are there other names that we should be watching? Greg, I mean, you say this is an end product, right? You you want the names at the end of the food chain. This would be it. Are there other names? So I'm I'm presuming that you like this one. I should presume nothing. Um, Do you like it at the current price and are there other names that you also look at?
1: Well, you're looking for companies like General Mills, you're looking for Kellogg's, you're looking for the food companies that have that packaging option and you know, something like a Kraft Heinz, those types of categories are, and those types of products are the types that tend to do well in these types of environments.
0: Right, right. Kevin, final thoughts here, because you did mention the cost of raw materials likely to go lower. Uh, pricing power has been a good point for the company.
2: Yeah, I would say you know consumer staples as a whole has been an area investors have been really trying to focus on here for the last two to three months, and we are seeing that uh, reaction today. Obviously, this stock is up pretty significantly, and I had some levels, some chart levels here to kind of keep an eye on. I had a uh, a support area at seventy dollars, at a resistance area uh, here at seventy-eight dollars. I did this before the market opened up. Uh, Obviously, we're above that uh, resistance point. It's actually at all-time highs right now when it comes to the stock, so I would still kind of keep that. $80, $78 focus in range here when it comes to that higher, uh, that higher resistance area. But ultimately, ultimately, you will see some investors try to, uh, you know, utilize consumer staples to try to weather the storm and economic downturn. It doesn't mean that their stocks themselves are going to go up, but they could also go down a lot less than what the overall market is. If you're looking at, uh, you know, General Mills itself has a a 0.35 beta to the S&P 500. So it's pretty resilient to the broad market fluctuations. And I would see that uh, we probably will continue that trend here um, as we get through the rest of this year and into uh, 2023.
0: Yeah. And you said support, $70, resistance, 78. Quick comment, Kevin.
2: Yeah, I would say that. I mean, at this point in time, it's trading above that uh, resistance area, but it is trading at all-time highs. So you always want to be a little bit careful as we continue to track up. Uh, it can continue to see some some resistance here. Uh, I would not be surprised if you do see a little bit of a retracement, if you see a, uh, rotation out of some staples, uh, utilities, and energy, and going into some of the names that uh, the sectors that have been lagging as of late: uh, okay. technology, communication, services, and financial.
0: Greg Portel of Carney, Kevin Green at TD Ameritrade Network. Thank you both very, very much.